Welcome Abayim to the Halachas of Sechiris Pailim, the Shiurim for the Arucha program discussing employers and employees. Many Halachas related to labor are discussed in the following Shiurim. One of the most important takeaways that we're going to have after we finish Amesh Hashem, the next month of Shiurim, is the very strong feeling and the recognition that the the world is not hefker. Like they say in Yiddish, it's not a hefker belt. It's not hefker. A person cannot just do whatever they want. They can't promise someone to hire them and then back out because they found somebody the next day, etc. Even if it's not on a paper, even if it's not with a Kenyan. When a person makes up something, makes up an agreement with a worker or an employer, they must stand by their word. And that's one of the most important underlying messages of these halachas that we're going to learn. Now, interestingly, although in most of the places in Chesh Mishpah you cannot acquire something without a Kenyan, Sirius Pailam is one area that in certain ways it works even without an actual Kenyan. The verbal commitment itself is binding in, to a certain extent even without an actual Kenyan. In the world of commerce, in the outside world, they'll tell you that a verbal contract is not worth the paper it's written on. However, in the Torah, it does not work that way. When, the t- when a person gives their word to somebody else, they must back their word. They must stand by their word. So, employment halacha is undoubtedly one of the most relevant areas of Chesh Mishpat, and Chazal attached tremendous weight to freedom of contract, and therefore any commitment, even verbal, has real ramifications. Halacha gives clear guidelines, delineating the import and responsibilities of each party to these agreements. And in the next few weeks, we are going to discuss various segments of these halachas. In the first segment, we'll focus on the ramifications of backing out on a verbal and contractual agreement with or without loss to the injured party. The second segment, we're going to discuss where there was loss, what the possible recourse can be. In the third segment, the third week, we will address the expectations placed on volunteer workers. And additionally, we will look at the topic of hiring and buying Jewish. That means specifically trying to hire one of uh, the Yiddish community or buying in a Jewish store as opposed to buying in non-Jewish stores. And in the final segment, the fourth week, we'll discover the general responsibilities of employers and employees, the customary workday, what's the worth ethics, the timely payments, and a discussion of workplace accidents. Let us begin this first week, this first segment, discussing the concept of tarumis. Tarumis is a label given when a person commits to someone to hire them and some subsequently backs out without valid reason, and even though there is no loss, still the injured party is allowed to bear a grudge, is allowed to have a grievance, against the party that backed out. So where does this come from? It's a Mishnah in Bab Metziah, the beginning of Asaychah Sa'omnin, the sixth parak of Bab Metziah. We're going to learn the Mishnah and then examine how the Gemara explains the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, on the bottom of Ayin Hayam and Beis in Bab Metziah, Hasaychah Sa'omnin, someone who hires workers, v'hit'u ze'ezeh, and they tricked each other. The literal translation of Hitu means they tricked each other. It's important to keep this in mind because the Gemara is going to address why the Mishnah uses the 
the word hitu, which means tricking someone, as opposed to backing out. All they can have against each other is a grievance. All they can have against each other is a grudge. That means that we're discussing a case where there was no monetary loss. It was simply the fact that the person has to go through the headache of finding another job. But since he had his ho- his hopes high, high, he's allowed to have a time, he's allowed to have a grievance against the person who backed out. So the first sentence is the part of the mission we're going to examine for now. Again, the person who hires workers and they tricked each other, all they can have against each other is a grievance. The Mishnah on that Ayn Vav Amid Aleph brings an explanation which we're not going to go into, but it describes the word hitu of tricking each other to literally mean a case of tricking each other. And basically the Gemara enters into a whole discussion where there was a hiring agent that told the prospective employee a different amount than the employer had said. So let's say the employer had said, I'm going to pay him 4000 an hour, and the hiring agent told him he's only paying you $3 an hour, or vice versa. The Gemara discusses that the hiring agent sort of tricked the workers. That's not what we're going to go into right now. The Gemara and Ayn Vavim and Beis, beginning around the 10th line down, says a different shot in what Hitu means. Ibais Ema. Ibais Ema, hai tana chazer nami Hitu karle. At this tana calls Hitu chazru. In other words, a person who tricks the other person doesn't have to literally be tricking over here in the mission. It means to say he backed out on the other person. They had promised, Reuben had promised Shimon he's going to hire him to cut his grass the next day. And then Reuben backs out. Let's say Reuben hears that his nephew is moving to town and his nephew is looking to get into the landscaping business. So he decides, you know what, let me back out on Shimon and I'll give it to my nephew. That he cannot do without somewhat compensating Reuven for, or Shimon for having his hopes up high. And that's called Hitu. That's the kind of trick we're referring to. It's the fact that he backed down on him without valid cause. So the Gemara says, Titania, we learned this in a Brisa, someone who hired workers, they hit you as Balabayas, and they tricked the Balabayas, or the Balabayas hit some, or the Balabayas tricked them. All they can have against each other is agreements. So we see clearly over here from the Mishnah that it's talking about where the, the Mishnah uses the Lashon of Hitu, and still. It's talking about backing out against the uh, backing out against the workers. How do we see from the Brisa that it's referring to backing out? Because according to the first shot that the Gemara had explained earlier, where there was a middleman doing the hiring, that shows that it's a case of tricking somebody because there was a middleman involved in giving a different amount for the salary. However, here the Brisa clearly does not discuss a middleman. So obviously there's a kind of tricking going on directly between the balabayas, the employer, and the employee. And that must mean a case of reneging on the agreement, of one of them backing out on the agreement. So we see from here that the b'risa refers to backing out on an agreement, reneging on an agreement, as hitu. And therefore, he can have, for backing out, they can have on each other a tarumis. The injured party can have against the injuring party, a grudge 
and have a tain on him. Now, why does he have a right to bear a grudge? So we mentioned in passing before, because he had had his hopes up high. That's actually given. Rashi gives this reason earlier in the Masechta, but we're going to focus on a different few reasons which are mentioned here in the Chedusha Haridva. The Chedusha Haridva says three reasons why a person can have tarumas. One reason is the Mechzi Kechucha. It looks like a joke. A person is making sort of a joke out of the other person. He's being mocked. The second reason which the Ritva gives is that he's going to now have to go through the Shinu Das of working with a different um, employer or employee. In other words, he got used to the first employer, and now he's going to have to start his relationship all over again. It's uncomfortable, and people don't like to do that, so they can have a grievance because they're being put through this uncomfortable situation. We find this concept later on in the Masechta of by a case of a boat where someone hires a boat and then they backed out. A third reason the Ritva gives over here is because people are going to um, spread rumors about him that he's incompetent because the, they're going to say, look, the person who employed him backed out before he even started working. Obviously, this person is not a capable worker. So that gives him, that allows him to have tarumas. This is a fascinating concept. You will never find this in, in the law of the land, even though many halachas in the general law of America today are taken almost verbatim out of the Gemara. Just give one quick example we're going to come across in the next few weeks is the concept of a worker backing out. In the Torah, a person, the Torah gives a certain allowance to a worker who's paid by the hour to back out. Because if you're not going to allow him the option to stop working at his at his discretion, that means he's forced to work for for you, and therefore that's an evet. And the Torah says, "We're only avodim to Hashem. We're not servants to anybody else. We're not slaves to anybody else. So therefore, we're allowed to back out." We're going to discuss the ramifications of that, obviously. But but as far as being permitted, he's permitted because avodim in law, in today's law, there's a concept that allows a, a worker to back out, even mid-contract, because, as they refer to it as involuntary servitude. Involuntary servitude is literally taken straight out of our Gemara, which means, and that gives a person the right to back out. So, the Torah tells us laws which have been adap- adapted and adopted, I should say, also by the Gaiish world. However, this law you'll never find in any of the Gaish books, that if a person backs out on somebody else where there is no monetary loss, that they can have a grievance against the other party. That's a uniquely Jewish halacha. And Rabbi Sol Salanter explains this incredible idea in Ar Yisrael, in the Sivasar, and he says as follows, Hine b'shas isa b'kama m'koymos. In a few places in Shafts we find, all he can have against the other person is Tarumis, like we find They can have Tarumis. That's our Mishnah. What's the Pshat in this Mishnah? That's how that a person can have, or a garage a person can bear. He has to be Mephaisim. 
רק אם חברי פייסר לא יאמרך לחזור מלמחו. וכן אם יחצה איש לחברי בדברים שבמומן על ידי גרומו. Similar we find a similar thing. We're going to skip a little bit further down. So we find Al-Kalpanim. Kemoyshe Tviyas Momen Hudin. Just like activating a taina against someone in Bezdin. A person is able to take someone in Bezdin to actually collect money for damages that they did to them or whatever that money that, that's owed to them. That's, a, that's obviously a din. That's a law. Similarly, having the right to bear a grudge against someone else is also a din. It's also halacha. A person let to have a tain on the other person. So this is incredible. These incredible words of Rishol Salanta are brought down in many places. And basically Rishol Salanta is saying, it's not that just Sam the Torah is saying a person can have a, a taina, or, or, you know, he's, we, we don't, we don't, we don't uh, look down on him if he's upset. No, he's actually allowed to have a taina and against the other person in order for that other person to have to try to be him, to try to compensate in some kind of way. Now, we're going to see later on exactly the level of, of um, what a person should try to do to compensate, but let's just continue for one second and point out. So if there's a right for a person to bear a grudge against the other person, does that inherently mean that the person is not allowed to back out because you don't want to have that someone should bear a grudge against you? Or no, you're allowed to back out, but still the other person is allowed to bear a grudge. So there's nothing that I found in the Furish, um, except two Maramakimas, which one seems to be the opposite of the other. And the first one is the Sma brings the Lashon HaTur, where the Tur says as follows, Ezeb Mehem Lachzo, when you have two parties that agreed to an agreement that are not, there's not going to be any um, damage by backing out, HaRishos other. either party may, may, may back out if they want. A person has a right to back out. That's the way it would sound from the tour, which is quoted here in the Sma. However, the Sefer Aris, I found that Yashiv says for a double Pashat, that it's also to cause someone to have Tarumis against you. So here you have black and white, that it's also to put yourself into a situation of Tarumis. Now, what does the tour mean, the Harishus Biyadai? Probably Rabbi Yashiv is learning, that means you're allowed to, as far as Dine Mamanis go, but you shouldn't, because it's not the right thing. It's also for you to activate this. Even though you technically have a right to do it, but it's like a very bidiyavid thing to do. It's a very, very um, negative way of behaving. A person basically should not get involved in agreements that he's going to have to get out of them and find himself in sticky situations. That's basically the message of this din of Tarumas.